Welcome to A Bun Dance. You guessed it, a podcast dedicated to all things surrounding dance. I am Kristen. And I am Hannah, and we are two best friends who are brought together by this art form. Please join us in five, six, seven, eight. Here's a word from our sponsor. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to episode four. Hello. So today we're going to have a similar approach to last week's episode. And what I mean by that is last week we talked about how dance is seen on film. And this week we're going to talk about how society views dance and art in general as a career versus a hobby and why those two kind of compare and contrast and what what our views are on it. Additionally, we're going to talk about how sports versus arts are viewed in society and how we can also compare and contrast both of them. I have a story (laughs) that's personal to me. Last year when we were doing our final projects at Mercyhurst, I was looking into how dance and sports compare and contrast, and I specifically looked at basketball. So I have a lot of just little things to bring into this episode, and I hope you enjoy hearing what we have to say today. So that being said, Kristen, how about we first start talking about how people view dance as more of a hobby than a profession, and I want to know your take on this and your own personal experiences and how dance has shaped you personally in college as well as now in graduate school. Sure thing. All right, Han. So I I think that this is a complicated and very nuanced thing because the thing is dance can be a hobby. And I think that's where the issue kind of stems from is that some people choose to pursue dance just as a hobby when they're younger, to be surrounded by friends, to have kind of an extracurricular activity to do. And that's perfectly fine. That's great. Dance should be able to exist in that capacity for people. However, then you have people like us and many of our peers and colleagues who want to pursue dance as a profession. And because of kind of the, I would say the awareness maybe of dance as a hobby or just how prevalent that is that people don't understand that it can be taken to the next level and be seen as a full-time job. I know that for me growing up, I think I've mentioned this earlier on in a previous episode, but I've been lucky to have a very supportive family who understood my passion and wanted me to follow my dreams and, and take this path. However, I definitely have received comments from people, nobody specific that that stands out in my mind, but just people throughout life when you explain to them what you do or what you're trying to do. And I'm sure you know this, you get that kind of like look or that little comment where maybe they aren't flat out being rude, but you can tell they're being judgmental. One thing that I think of specifically actually was my senior year of high school. I was flying with my mom to an audition. So, you know, we had to, we had to travel all over the place for, for college auditions. And I was sitting on the plane next to this random guy, me being who I am. I always like to be productive and use my time wisely, especially during senior year when things were very, very busy. So I was on 
on the plane and I was typing up working on editing a college essay. I think it was just one of those kind of supplemental type essays or whatever. But the guy struck conversation with me and he was like, oh, like, where do you, what are you working on? And, you know, I told him how I was applying for colleges and stuff. And he, he was nice. And he asked me, you know, what do you want to go into and all this? And I told him, oh, well, I'm, I'm applying for, for college dance programs. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm flying to audition for one. And the judgment I received, (laughs) it was just, you could just tell he did not approve. And he was asking me things like, what's your backup plan? I'm like, I don't, I don't have a backup plan. I intend to study psychology in school as well. But to me, I see it more as a complimentary type thing, not, oh, I'm going to drop dance if it doesn't work out and I'm going to become a psychologist. No, it just to me paired well. And it was something I was interested in, but that's just one example of, I feel like the kind of reaction that is common to receive when you try to explain to someone who maybe isn't as familiar with dance or part of the dance world that you want to pursue a career in this field. Yeah, I have a very similar experience to you, Kristen. And I'm sorry that happened to you, but yeah, I, you know, you know, me until you makes you stronger. Right, totally. <laughs> it's motivating at times. I <laughs> Yeah, it really does. I know for me, I have a very similar situation and actually recently I didn't know this, but my mom, you know, we were talking one day and she was saying that she had people like coworkers or some of her friends kind of ask her, you know, what is Hannah going to do in college? And my mom said, she's majoring in dance. And they kind of gave her a look and said something similar, like, what's your backup plan? What is she going to do after that? Is that actually sustainable? And my mom was like, well, yeah, like we're going to help support her in any way we can. And this is what she wants to do. And we're going to support her dreams and everything that she wants to do with dance. And as a mom who has been around dance my entire life, she really does understand the discipline and the hard work and the training and just everything that goes into it. And I think your average person on the airplane, for example, wouldn't know that, nor would her friends and coworkers know that necessarily. But I think from her perspective and then from our perspective, Kristen, we really hold dance very close to us. It's a a big part of who we are, I would say. I know for me, it's shaped who I am as a person due to everything that I've done with it since I was a little kid. So thinking, that I would just kind of drop some, drop something that meant so much to me growing up to then do something completely different doesn't make any sense to me. So I get really frustrated when people are like, well, what are you going to do if that doesn't work? Because no, I'm going to make this work and I'm not going to like settle for something that just makes me kind of happy. You know, dance is something that has always made me super, super happy. And it's something I really want to pursue. So I'm not going to just drop that. And I think you kind of feel the same way. You know, similarly, I minored in sociology because I also have a passion for that as well. And I felt that, you know, maybe when I'm done dancing professionally, I could go back to school and do something with human relations because I also love just talking to people and being around dancers and being involved in the dance field. So maybe once I'm done dancing professionally on stage, I could go back and do something 
um, in human relations for the company. Uh, but even still, I never pictured my life without dance. Like I, I never have thought about that at all, just because it's been such a major part in who I am. Um, and I think that's the same for you too with psychology, right? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And for me, the psychology component kind of tied into and ties into, I should say, my love and hope to to teach. And so I think that that understanding how children's minds work is a big component of, of pedagogy. And so that was kind of how I saw it to be very complimentary. But going back to what you said about sustainability and everything, I think that people have sometimes, sometimes have good intentions when asking questions like that, because that is a fair question. The dance world isn't the most sustainable field to be in. However, I think it's how people ask those kinds of questions. I mean, I get a lot of questions from people about what are you going to do with your degree or what kinds of things can you do with your degree? I mean, I've had a lot of people ask me that even recently. And I don't, I don't see an issue with that question because I think that people are genuinely trying to understand, okay, well, what does a degree in dance mean? Because to someone else, it, it can be a bit foreign. And I think that educating people about that and being open to answering that kind of question is really important. And I feel like sometimes dancers feel the need to defend themselves and defend what we do. But with that kind of question, I think people are genuinely trying to learn and understand. And there really is so much more outside of just being a professional dancer too. And when people ask things like, you know, what's your backup plan? There doesn't need to be a backup plan because by trying to pursue a career in dance, yes, a lot of people might mean being a professional dancer, but that's not the only thing that exists. There's teaching, there's arts administration, there's photography, there's nutrition, psychology, there's backstage work, yeah, becoming like a director of a program or starting up your own school. There's outreach. There's so many things. It's very multifaceted. And yes, we kind of smush a lot of those things under this umbrella term dance or the dance field, but I think a lot of it is lack of understanding when people think that you can't live and sustain a career within I would agree with that I also think it has to do with stigma too in society and how dance has been viewed and continues to be viewed and that also goes along with how it's portrayed on film and on the media kind of what we were talking about last week people don't really get that full understanding unless they really do ask those questions so I totally agree with you Kristen I also think being a dance major so in undergrad, you and I both got our BFA and you're currently getting your MA. Right. And so what you're doing is you're taking that further. You're getting your degree in order to teach maybe someday at a collegiate level. Is that right? Right. Yeah, exactly. But you don't have to go as far as Kristen, even, you know, there are so many opportunities. um, And although Kristen and I have the same undergraduate degree that doesn't mean that we're going to do the exact same thing and I I really don't think we will in our futures which is kind of special and sort of fun I find myself learning a lot from Kristen and also our other friends who are pursuing dance right now and it's it's really cool to hear 
the different stories and different experiences that we're all having. And it just goes to show you that dance is very diverse and everyone is kind of doing the same, like we're, we all have this common denominator, which is dance, but what we're doing with it is different. And I think that's really special. And that also just kind of says a lot about <laughs> dance and what we're doing. But going back to Kristen and, and me, how we got our degrees, I remember even from freshman year, our professors would say, this degree is going to get you far in life. And I didn't really know what that meant until senior year when we had to reflect. I don't know if you remember, we had to take a like exiting exam. I think it was like the end of fall semester, right before everything got yeah. crazy in the world. But I think the last question said like, what skills can you bring to the table as a dancer or something like that? And that's also something that I think a lot of people don't realize or understand is how disciplined we are, how hardworking we are, how dance is very much a social art form. So you really have to be a good team player. And there's just so much more that goes along with it too that I think a lot of people don't know about. So I know that was a big takeaway for me getting my BFA in dance because now I do see, oh, okay, like look at all these skills that I've obtained over four years. And I don't know if you feel the same way, but that's definitely something I was thinking about. I was actually thinking along the same lines. I'm very impressed that you remember that being a question on the exit exam, because <laughs> I have to admit it's all a blur to me. I do not recall that, but I trust you. I do. I trust you. But yes, that is something that our faculty stressed quite a bit during our time there. And it's so true. As dancers, we possess a lot of motivation self specifically self-motivation self-determination and perseverance and diligence attention to detail right having to especially as a dance major not to put down other degrees and programs in college but I know I think we all feel a bit like being a dance major is a bit a bit more challenging than or labor intensive time consuming yeah. than some other majors not to put them down but that also then teaches you important things like time management and balance in life. And so the, there's so many takeaways from it all where even if you don't end up staying within the dance field, you have all of these transferable skills that you can utilize, but they also come into play wonderfully within the dance field as well, no matter what kind of role you're trying to take on. Yeah, absolutely. And I even remember you keep sparking some <laughs> thoughts in my head now. I remember in our mission statement, I think for the Mercyhurst Dance Department, it says like something along the lines where like we're trying to create individuals to go into society and to bring all of these transferable skills to life, something along those lines. Right. That also sums it up as well, you know, like no matter what you're going to do once you leave Mercyhurst in the dance department, you will be an attribute to whatever you pursue. I was going to say, I think people notice that too. I remember a few different psych professors I had during my time at Mercyhurst mentioned things such as dancers being some of their top students within. I had a similar department and even just in other, other um, reach classes. So reach was our just general liberal arts education outside of our major professors would make comments like that. And I think that says something. Sure, we we went to a small liberal arts school, but 
we we stood out amongst the amongst the group amongst the population which and very telling right right and almost all I won't say all of the dance majors I don't want to group everyone into one sector but I think more than half of us were on the high honor roll almost every semester according to the chair and what I saw on the board when we would walk by <laughs> yes our printed out sheet Yeah, and that's also very telling too, because a lot of dancers are not only dance majors, but they're also double majors or minors, as we are. And um, as you stated before, we're doing a lot. Like as a dance major, you're trying to balance your academics, as well as all of the dancing that you have going on. And so to be on high honor roll is really great and really, um, really shows the success of the dance department. So yeah, it's just, it's all really cool. And it's all um, something to take note of. I I hope the non-dance majors at our school, just at least out of everything, they could tell how hard we worked. I hope they saw that because we really were constantly working hard all the time. And it's not to say that accolades and things like high honors and all of that is necessarily always an indication of you know intelligence and success and everything but yeah, I, don't know, I know that's not yeah. what you're saying but mm-hmm. yeah. it definitely does illustrate something and it's it's just unfortunate that dancers in many capacities are continued to be put down and told that we're not good enough or what we're doing is not good enough and it is just unfortunate because dancers really do possess so so much and have so much to offer to the world right. and have so much intelligence I mean to be a dancer you have to be s- smart like you, you can't just kind of dance and hope it will <laughs> look nice on stage you know there's so much that goes into it in terms of just like musicality and even math a little bit goes into it yeah, math physics lots of planning attention to detail memorization all of that mm-hmm. yeah so you really have to to be smart and also you want to avoid injury too. So you have to do things outside of dancing. Right. And be strategic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So many things to offer as a dancer that I just think maybe a lot of people don't realize. So hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, we're shedding some light to it. That being said, on to our next topic. So Kristen, as you know, in uh, my capstone last year, I did a lot of research on basketball specifically compared to dance. And for those of you who don't know, my grandfather, Dolph Shays, is one of the top 50 basketball players of all time. And then I also have an uncle, Danny Shays, who was in the NBA as well. And unfortunately, my grandfather was no longer around for me to reach out to when I was going through this process of trying to gather research and information to build my capstone project. But I did have my uncle Danny who helped me a lot along the way. And a big part of my research was talking to other NBA players who my uncle knew. And that was really interesting because I interviewed them and I asked them, do you know anything about dance? Do you view dance as a sport? Just kind of wanted to get basic information from them. Like if they knew anything about dance or like kind of maybe what their schedule was like in terms of nutrition and supplementing the their their basketball so I mean like you know did they do anything extra 
to help like cross training type stuff exactly and as dancers we do a lot of that too so I was kind of comparing and contrasting what I do as a dancer and trying to see what they said too to what to what they're doing as basketball players and it was just very very interesting and what I learned is and what I, I hope to learn and what I did eventually learn at the end of this whole process was dancers and sports players are really not that different at all. <laughs> and I kind of came to the conclusion that yes, dance is an art, but it's also very much of an athletic endeavor. So I wouldn't necessarily say like dance is a sport, but we do possess all the same traits and qualities as sports. And I think that's something that people need to realize because I think a lot of times they just see dance as like a, a surf on the surface, like, oh, they do a lot of turns and jumps and it's easy to do all that. I can do that. But I don't necessarily think people are going to look at a basketball player or a football player and say, yeah, I can do that. And that's where I'm just like kind of in awe because People say, oh, dance is easy, but people don't say sports is easy necessarily. Um, and I'm just drawing from some, you know, personal experiences and research that I have done in the past. But that all being said, it just goes to show you that as dancers, we are not only artists, but we're also physical athletes. And I hope that as time goes on, society will realize that more and more. A little bit in my research, I found that dance actually was ranked like the top most physical demanding job in the United States as of last year, or maybe it was 2019. I can't exactly remember, but that just also goes to show that, yeah, this is a very hard thing that we're doing. And hopefully even with that article, people have noticed that a little bit more, that it is very, very challenging to do what we do and that we should get more recognition for it. Anyway, that was a lot. Okay, Kristen, you got anything to say? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that 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 sums things up pretty well. There's that ongoing debate. Is dance a sport kind of thing? And I would agree with you, Hannah. I, I personally don't like calling dance a sport. I'm very opinionated about that, actually. I agree with you. (laughs) But it is definitely an athletic art form. So I was curious, so I decided to look up the definition of sport. According to dictionary.com, it's an athletic activity requiring skill or physical prowess and often of a competitive nature as racing, baseball, tennis, golf, bowling, wrestling, boxing, hunting, fishing, etc. With this being said, I tried to think about whether dance fit this mold or not. And I would agree, yes, it's like I said, an athletic activity and it does require skill or some physical prowess. But the part that really got me on this was the competitive nature. I mean, dance is competitive, but it's not its sole purpose. It wasn't created to be a game or a match or to measure something. And while dance competitions do exist, as we've mentioned, and we kind of have some of our own opinions on that realm, it's its own kind of sector within the dance world. It's not like dance is competition. Competition exists within the dance world. So I really don't think that dance can be considered a sport, not just by purely breaking down the definition like I just did, but I just... I. I disagree that dance is a sport. And I'm not saying you ever said that, Hannah. 
but I do believe it is heavily, heavily athletic. Um, and it's obviously an art form, which is different in its purpose than a sport. I was kind of interested. So I did a little diving into the Olympics. Not, not a ton. I'm no Olympic expert, but I have heard some talk recently about breakdancing and ballroom dancing as being potential now sports in the Olympics. I've always enjoyed watching the Olympics over the years. I particularly love watching gymnastics and the figure skating, which I think kind of makes sense. They're most similar to dance, I would say. And I would think of these two things as more of sports. I think there's definitely artistic qualities behind them, especially figure skating. I, I think that can be an art as well, but I do also think of it a bit more of a sport as a sport than dance. But I'm still not 100%. I'm no expert on all of this, but from my research, I was seeing that while ballroom dancing in its competitive nature, which is often referred to as dance sport, was being considered to be added to the Olympics. It was initially considered for quite some time for the inclusion in the 2020 and 2024 Olympic Games, but it didn't survive this kind of first cut. But now breakdancing has been pushed forward for inclusion in the 2024 Olympic Games. And this has been officially confirmed this past December. So I just think that these are some interesting things. To me, something like breakdancing or ballroom dancing perhaps seems more fitting to be in the Olympics than other specific genres of dance. I do think it kind of depends upon the genre. I don't know a ton about either, but I do feel like with ballroom dancing, it's often presented in a competitive form. I feel like a lot of ballroom dancing is competition. So it seems rather fitting then that it would be pushed towards being in the Olympics if they already have rubrics and types of ways to measure it to begin with. Breakdancing, on the other hand, didn't initially strike me as something that would be considered more sport-esque. I was doing a little bit of reading and it seemed as though people within that community felt that there was a, a strong way to judge and gauge that art form and that it already exists and that the way they have dance battles could be viewed as a competition sport. And so I don't know, these were just things I wanted to bring up a little bit. And like I said, I really am no expert on this. So, you know, if you know more about ballroom dancing or break dancing, especially pertaining to the Olympics, feel free to reach out to me and you can tell me I'm wrong too. But I, I just think it's interesting how we're seeing some art forms kind of overlapping a little bit more with sports or at least being presented in that nature with something as large as the Olympics. Wow, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I didn't even really think about that going into this episode. Like how did, how does the Olympics kind of fit into our conversation? But it really does. And I have also heard that ballroom is possibly being considered as something to be in the Olympics as well, but I did not know about breakdancing. So thank you for bringing that up and shedding light on that topic. Cause I think that's, that's interesting and something definitely worth talking about. I also just wanted to say that 
you know, if our capstones ended up happening, I wanted to buy a little gift for my dancers. And I saw something on Amazon, this great shirt. And I think this also kind of sums it up perfectly. It says athlete plus artist equals dancer. And I think that's very much what dance is to me anyway. And like Kristen said, I don't think it is a sport. And especially with that wonderful definition that she read, by, by no means is it a sport, but it is up to the same caliber as sports as far as athleticism goes. But aside from that, you know, the artistry aspect of it makes it even even greater than a sport. <laughs> you know, we've got the athleticism paired with the artistry. And I think that's what's really cool about dancing and dancers in general. And also, I just kind of wanted to bring back what we were talking about earlier. And I remember when we took our senior pro seminar class back at Mercyhurst fall semester, we wrote a little paper about how like dance is needed in society or, or something along those lines. And I just remember thinking, you know, like, wow, art is important, not only for society as far as healing goes and just bringing about change and just showing different things as far as like performances go and, and all of that. But it truly does make our society more colorful figuratively and quite literally. And I don't mean just dance, but I mean, you know, like, drawing and painting and music and film and all of that is so so important to society so I'm just hoping that people will be able to see that a little bit more and just really understand that dance is very very dance and art I don't mean to just say dance but the arts are very important to society and I hope that we can all recognize that and maybe we can kind of diminish these stigmas about dance. So anyway, yeah, that's just something I also wanted to bring up. Art is absolutely crucial and it deserves of not just the dance world, all, all of the arts deserve of more things like funding and support just as much as sports get it. Like you said, there's so much overlap and then there's even more beyond that than those overlapping points. And yet we still find ourselves kind of at the bottom of the totem pole most of the time. And so there's really, really a need for that to change. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And I just could not be more passionate about this. And I don't think you, (laughs) you can either, Kristen, we're just, uh, it would just be amazing if dance could be seen in the same way that sports does and, you know, and other jobs and professions because, you know, it's, it's quite amazing. And I just think that more people should recognize that, but that's just my own personal opinion. And yes, I'm biased, but you know. <laughs> and not to name names, so I won't, but some of you might be able to take a guess at what I'm referring to when I say this, but let's just say I have been in circumstances where, you know, I'm entering a cafeteria type setting and there is a specific designated line for football players with special food available for them before the game. Whereas you have a whole group of dancers who were constantly being talked to about nutrition and not just nutrition in terms of fueling our bodies to be able to do what we need to do, but also nutrition in terms of maintaining a certain physique and aesthetic that is 
often required of us. And so I just find it to be a little bit comical that football players can get this special kind of treatment, whereas food and nutrition is such, such an emphasis within the dance world, yet we do not receive similar treatment. Just throwing that out there once again, not naming names, but I'm sure that many of you can relate to what I am saying. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that, but that is such a good point. And I know I can relate to that, Kristen. (laughs) Yes, yes. Thought you would, had a little hunch. (laughs) Yes, but yeah, that's such a good point because as dancers, we need to be eating well, not only for the physical aspect and the the look that we're trying to go for the aesthetic but also you know mentally and physically we're supposed to be eating well too to sustain this this whole thing that we're trying to do and yes we're not saying that sports teams shouldn't be getting necessary food for what they're doing too that's not what we're saying but I do think that we should be up to the same we should be given those same resources as well treatment you know (laughs) Yeah. And even not, we don't need to get into which sport is better or harder or anything. Not what we're here to talk about, but even then you don't always see that same kind of treatment, even across different sports. Like why are some sports given more special treatment than others? Just throwing that out there. Don't need to dive into it. This is not what our podcast is about, but (laughs) you know, just some food for thought. Uh We're talking about food. (laughs) Yeah, that's just a small example. I mean, there's way bigger issues out there between the disparity between dance and and sports, but that was just kind of something more small and tangible that has been um, presented in my life that I, I felt like mentioning. So before we do wrap things up for today, I did want to just shed a little light on Hannah's capstone from last year that she was working on. So as she mentioned, she did a lot of research for this and she had a very special personal connection to it all. And as her roommate, but also as another fellow senior working on her capstone as well, I can just say that it was a very beautiful project and wonderful tribute you could always tell how, I don't know if excited is the word, but the dancers all got really into it. It was a very, very high energy piece. And I think they all were kind of fueled by the energy that you put into it, which shed through in their, in their dancing. It's going to make me cry. I mean, back at you with your capstone. I just wish we could see our um, projects, you know, done on stage one of these days, but Back at you, Kristen. Oh, my heart. Literally. I mean, definitely in a more respectable manner, there was definitely some like high school musical, like get your head in the game kind of vibes going on. Definitely more artistic and nuanced than that. But it does always take me back a little bit to some good old high school musical. But I believe, Hannah, do you have that posted on YouTube? your video or you weren't able to because of copyright right so I reached out to the NBA and they said I could have it up on social media for like three months or something like that so I did post it but unfortunately I did have to take it down because of copyright and different things like that but I do have 
the project, the video compilation I ended up making unlisted on YouTube. So if anyone wanted to reach out to us via our email account, I could give you the unlisted link and you could watch it. <laughs> well, there you go then. So uh, yeah, you need you need the special access. So feel free yes, to hit me up yes. at abundance5678 at gmail.com. Send us an email, say hi, request for access to Hannah's video. Yeah, just just wanted to to bring that up before we kind of winded things up for today. Yeah, yeah. also just one more special project. Yeah, yeah, just one more thing I also wanted to mention about that because I don't think I said it earlier. The choreography that I came up with was based off of basketball movement. So what Kristen was saying, I was very inspired by games and what I was seeing in my grandfather's old footage of when he played and coached. So I tried to tie in basketball and dance as much as I could and I sort of made the dance about a game um, and I actually called the piece basketballography a tribute to Dolph Shays because it was very much you know a dance about basketball and it was dedicated to him um, so yeah anyway just a little nugget on that but yeah thank you so much for listening today we hope you enjoyed what we talked about and yeah feel free to reach us at our email if you have any questions or you want to see the video that I have. We'd even be curious to hear your take on all of this. Let us know what you think. Is dance a sport? What are your opinions on all of this? We'd love to hear. We would. Ciao for now. Bye. Thanks for tuning into Abundance. We appreciate your support. We hope to have PK in your interest. Feel free to contact us at AbundancePodcast5678 at gmail.com and give us feedback on what you'd like to hear. That is a bun dance without parentheses. Go dance yourself silly. Bye for now. A special thank you to Richard D. Fiore for our lovely podcast tune and my wonderful boyfriend, Matt Mellish, for our cover art.